Welcome or welcome back. Yo, we gotta do a <laughs> what? <laughs> welcome or welcome back to season two of the For Real podcast, hosted by me, Matt. Sad. Um, <laughs> but okay, 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 okay. For real, for real. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, what just happened? He just said for real. Anyways, okay, so this is a podcast where we engage in deep combos about the things on our minds as young adults and young creatives. Um, So for those of you who are listening on Spotify, you probably heard two other voices. We have two amazing guests, but before I introduce them, the theme for this episode is probably something that we've all come to deeply reflect on at some point in our lives, and that's our identity. So who we are is a combination of both uh, our and other view of ourselves um, our identities are built and impacted by many factors, including our environment and what we associate ourselves with. So in this episode, we'll just be talking about anything, all things, discussions around this topic. If you want to tune in on the fun, this episode's full video can be found on our YouTube channel and Spotify. So welcome our guest, Jonah Lewis. Woo! Let's go. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, so- by the what? time when this goes out, I would have been on three out of five episodes. No uh, way! You might as well just be a host at this yeah. point, bro. <laughs> three out of five episodes. Let's go! Let's go! Um, if you don't know who they are, just go stalk them. <laughs> <laughs> My Instagram is joan.guan. How do you spell Joan? It's spelled J-O-A-N. How do you spell guac? G-W-A-K. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> My Instagram handle is at... San Leo. San Leo. It's S-A-N-L-E-O-H. Yeah. Uh, so go stalk them if you want. But, okay, so thank you to those of you who responded on either of our socials. Um, the new format and goal for this podcast now is to re- rely more on your input, so the viewers and friends. Um, we had a lot of amazing thoughts and questions from y'all in the last season, and it was unfortunate that we couldn't get to all of them, though, just because of like a time constraint. So please kind of continue to interact with us and we'll try our best to provide y'all with thought-provoking and hopefully entertaining discussions. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of stuff from our friends and peers. So let's kick it off with the first question, I guess, is is there any self-developed form of identity or does it come all from external sources? Yo, so much. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really deep question. That was the hardest question. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. We probably put ourselves in a pickle because these are all really like deep questions when I look through them. Holy. I've never had fewer brain cells (laughs) (laughs) in my life. (laughs) Okay. So is there any self-developed form of identity or does it all come from external sources? What do you think, Matt? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Okay, host Joan. Um, I personally think there's both. Or actually, 
I mean, like, you're definitely impacted, I think, more so on your environment at, like, an earlier young age because you don't know anything. But as you go through life, you start forming your own, um, like, opinions and reasonings behind them. So I think it just depends on the point in life that you're at and what circumstance you're living in, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I think <clears throat> a lot of my personal... How I think about identity has come from, like, what I grew up with as well. But I feel like a lot of that also comes to self-realization, like, once you become aware that you are a human being. (laughs) Or, like, you are aware of, like, who you are and, like, your situation and your circumstance and kind of, like... Circumstance. Yeah. Navigating, (laughs) like, you know, yourself. Oh, my God. That makes sense. Thanks. <laughs> I think that makes sense. Thank you. I promise my brain will be wake more... Up, wake yeah, up. it'll wake up the deeper we get into this conversation. I'm thinking about, like, the process of something being integrated into your identity, right? Um, so, I, in the beginning, um, it's easy for things to be inspired by external factors, but over time, you reflect on it and... You embrace it to become uh, to make it your own, and I don't I can't I don't know for sure like what that point is, but there is a point point in time where something that you practice becomes something who you are. Yeah, something that you are a part of. Like what? practice makes makes permanence kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Mm. When do you think that happened for you? For me, I I think so. I can only speak for myself, and I'm re- right now I'm only thinking about like maybe like my career as like career aspirations or like dance. Let's talk about dance. So I joined dance team because like because in high school I was surrounded by a lot of like K-pop fans, and then I was interested in doing K-pop dance. But um, if at Northwestern, like when I came here. I learned about like not K-pop dancing because there wasn't like a really any, um, so I decided to join um, just like more all style dance team. So I think there was kind of external factor influencing me or inspiring me to try something that I am not familiar with. Mm-hmm. But over time, as I practice and make friends and learn more or grow as a dancer, I think dance has become something that I has become an integral part of my identity. Like over time, mm. as I engage, as I engage with it, it, as I engage in it further, and learn more about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like. I agree with that too, cause like, you don't start doing something unless like, you, like I, like it's a similar way for dance for me too. Like I didn't start dance because I thought it was lame, like I did it because I saw other people do it and I was like, oh that is so cool, um I was like I want to be like them. And I think the deeper I get into that rabbit hole and as I become more experienced in this like community and learn more, like that's like me developing my own thought is what individualizes me from the crowd, I think. And that's what makes people like unique and have like an identity. Cause you can say everyone's a dancer, but then it's like, oh, this person does that style or like this person thinks about movement this way. And that comes from like, I think experiencing things more and then like, 
kind of saying for yourself like oh this is what I like to sit in or like this is what I roll with but mm. yeah yeah <laughs> no I agree I was just thinking like I was going back to the question like I mean there's also that the aspects of identity of like like your gender your sexuality your I don't know like your religion your just who you are like in itself that also is like I guess like in a sense it is from an it's it's you which is like your internal source but the knowledge on how to like navigate that identity comes from like external sources so mm. for example I was very not self-aware until I came to college like in the states because I didn't realize like as bad as it sounds I didn't realize like people went through like racist experiences and whatnot like because I didn't grow up like that um where did you grow up well I mean <sighs> so I did grow up Four in the viewers. states um <laughs> I grew up in southern California for like a pretty significant chunk of my life and then I went to high school in Korea at an international school um but because like I guess for the most part I was the majority I didn't experience like a lot of things that people on my campus had come to experience had come with so like a lot of their experiences and just being like knowledgeable about like the world the states politics whatnot like I didn't know any of that so I feel like because I realized I was unfamiliar like that as an external source motivated me to like learn more about my internal identity yeah yeah mm. I think identity doesn't it's it's not always about what you think about yourself too um, I guess like when I was talking about what I was saying when I was speaking before is that it's more about like how you perceive yourself but there is also identity that is kind of like ascribed to you by the society mm -hmm. um, yeah. like regardless of whether you agree with it or not um, Facts. and I think that part is like I, I guess like somewhat controllable but most like mostly kind of out of your control right yeah um, like unless you try to like try to create an image of yourself which you, which is something that you could do but um, generally speaking so I guess in that sense like in that sense there are two different types of identity something that you can like kind of something that you perceive and something uh, identity that you perceive for yourself but the identity of you perceived by other people and those two have like different characteristics yeah facts Follow up to that question then, um, what makes you, you, and what makes you different from someone else then? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't <good>. die. <laughs> good. Lots of thoughts. So I have a tattoo, right, of this rose. Bro, Dude, why are you still like, lying down like that? We're all pointing at his rose. What if they can't see it? Of this yeah. rose. It's okay. Well, that's why you better check out the YouTube video. For sure. <laughs> of this rose. Um, yeah. And it's from Little Prince. And this rose is on the Little Prince's planet. Um, and the Little Prince kind of like... Until... Uh, for, his, for a long time, thinks that this rose is like the very unique rose in the whole, like, in the entire universe. Um, but after traveling to Earth, he finds a garden, like a rose garden. 
and then realizes that the rose on his planet was never so special. Or, or at least like not as unique or unique or one of a kind in this universe as he, as he previously thought it was. And um, and initially there was like like the rose's uniqueness or kind of was a source of his charm because it was something that he's never seen before on his planet. Um, but even at, in, on Earth, even after seeing all these roses in a rose garden, he realizes or he kind of still thinks of his rose on the planet as special just because of all the time that he spent with the rose. So universe, like objectively speaking, we're not so much different from anyone else. But what makes us us is probably like our experiences and the uh, and like the connections that we fostered with other people, and and maybe to like complete strangers, um, like all three of us are probably like not that different people, but to the people who know us and to ourselves, we're very unique. Mm. Great story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like. I could answer this question with a very like her, her like type of answer like what makes you you it's like huh, how I look or like huh, <laughs> how I smell like huh, what I like to eat but um, I, I think like if I were to answer it with more thought definitely just like um, kind of similar to what Lewis said like one of my friends or Lewis met him but Jeffrey um, he was there's like this one word I always forget the word but it means like the mo- mo- the moment you realize that every person you like meet or pass by is living a life as crazy or like super different as yours um and i think that's just like yeah everyone has like different like life experiences um and like even even i can say like oh people come from different backgrounds but even then like there's multiple people who come from similar different backgrounds if that makes sense so it's like more so like what happens afterwards or what happens in in between but um Oh, yeah, I think I agree with what Lewis said. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, next question. Um, how I, or, well, this is weird grammar, but, like, how identity changes with environment and a sub, like, a sub-port, sub, support, sub, sub, sub? <laughs> like, I should say sub-question, but supporting question, but um, is... What plays a bigger role in identity, family or friends? Damn. I mean, that's an interesting one. Sorry, you didn't say I know, I was just looking at both cameras. So I was like, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, so how identity changes with your environment and then what plays a bigger role in your identity, family or friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess like... I can start it off with just some like some food for thought. Um, I think, like especially in the intro too, like I personally do think your identity is impacted by environment to to some certain extent. Um, oh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, and then, but in terms of like what plays a bigger role in your identity, like family or friends, again, I think it depends on the point in your life. Like, when you're a kid, right, like, you're more prone to, like, or you're around your family a lot more than your friends, um, in my experience, right? Mm. And so, that's where, like, my culture and my background come from, because, like, 
my parents, like, we would eat, like, Chinese food at home and, like, teach us, like, Chinese, like, I don't know, like, culture and, like, things that we would do on, like, this holiday or that holiday. So, like, in that sense, like, my family had a big impact on, like, who I was and how I saw the world and, like, what I thought. But, like, come high school, you know, and especially college where you're really living on your own and depending on your own and your, mostly your friends, um, I think I was prone to a lot, like, to kind of, like, follow the bandwagon or follow someone who I admired or thought was funny or thought was cool a lot easier because I don't have that like anchor or I don't have that support system that I did back at home um and now living alone too it's like you become your own like family or anchor in a sense because you're by yourself a lot and you get to like kind of um not waddle like linger marinate in your own thoughts (laughs) um but yeah I think it just depends on the time the time and place. Mm, yeah, I agree on the time and place for sure. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I do think my friends have probably had a bigger impact on me in terms of how I view myself and I guess like how I, what my identity is. Um, family, I think, is a good place to, kind of, yeah, as you said, like kind of set you up to get ready for the world. But I feel like a lot of what the world tells you and, like, what the world gives you helps, like, that forms your identity, ultimately, Mm. in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Also, because I think a lot of the, like, there's a lot of, like, the subtle things that you don't really think about. Um, As Matt mentioned, like, living alone, I feel like that has been a very different experience even like moving to like being in different places while also being the same person is also a different experience Mm -hmm. like let's say like you know when you go back home and like with your with your family that's a different type of joan that my family would see as opposed to the joan that is here in chicago like now living alone and the joan that goes back to northwestern to visit friends is also a different type of joan Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't know it's like kind of like an identity crisis but at the same time like at the core i guess it's still me it's just i guess like how i act kind of changes Mm. and like what i prioritize also changes with that as well Mm. yeah are you good too (laughs) (laughs) he's like like, (laughs) mine empty he saw the the screen Uh he's been like pushing himself to the corner (laughs) like like, Like slowly slowly. Lewis likes the wall yeah Uh, if you don't know what if you don't know what we're talking about watch the youtube video (laughs) Um, no, I actually really like what you just said just now, like how it's like, ah, she, I always get all these like references from from different places, but I don't remember where, but it's like, (laughs) you're like, you are all these different things, but all these different things are also you. Um, and so like, I really like when you said that, it just reminded me of the moment when we went to LA our freshman year. So for our people who are listening, um, me, Joan, and two of our friends, we traveled to LA our freshman spring uh, spring break. But literally that summer before we started college, I was in LA for uh, WAD finals with my team from uh, home, from Texas. And we hit the exact same places. Um, like with my NU friends, as I did with my like Texas friends. And although it was just a span of like not even like eight months, like maybe like half a year, like... It was so weird because it's, like, doing the same thing, 
with different people. So like you're, I was like kind of like a different person, mm-hmm. and but like revisiting the same place. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to explain it, but it's like you're coming back, but you know that like you're not the same you. Yeah. Right. It's so trippy because I was like, I was like, oh my god, I was like having fun with all my other friends here on Navy Pier or not Navy Pier. Um, what's the, what's the beach called? It starts with the M. Something M? not Venice Beach, but um the other one. The why are you looking at Lewis? You didn't go <laughs> <laughs> with us. Um or maybe it wasn't M. It was L? Uh oh uh, Monica, something uh, Santa Monica. Santa Monica, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh we were at Santa Monica. <laughs> we were at Santa Monica Beach and it was so weird because like yeah, I know it's just like walking down the the pier, it was like, oh shoot, I was literally here like a couple months ago and so many things already changed. Um but yeah, that's yeah. just what I thought of. Okay, have time. I'm gonna pause it. Um, when do people? Well, whoa! When do people? <laughs> when do you think people start acknowledging their identity? Their own identity, or I think so. Identity. I think their own identity. Yeah. Start acknowledging their own. Identity. Do you guys have stories? I would love to hear. Of like when you started. Oh, like ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't have anything to say. Like, right now. <laughs> okay. 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 Um. I guess like for me, uh, as we've kind of like mentioned before, I think I have different aspects of who I think I am or like, yeah, again, like in different spaces, I'm this and then other spaces, I'm that. Um, but I think as a whole, I kind of like start thinking more about my own identity, like uh, maybe honestly, like start of college. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to like say like end of high school because I don't think I was that mature um, enough to think about like who I was but yeah I think college when I started meeting other people who excelled much more at like the craft that I thought or the craft that I love so much aka just like dance because like I feel like back in high school the age disparity was so large and never felt like pure competition I guess because it's like, oh, mentor and just like chill, like whatever. But here it was like, we were all, we were within a four-year institution. So it's like, it, there was kind of like almost like a measurement of like, oh, if you're so-and-so year, you should be at so-and-so level. Um, of course, like that's not the case. But I think that's, for dance-wise, that's when I was like, holy shit. Like, who am I as a dancer? What do I want to be as a dancer? Like, where do I want to go as a dancer? Um, and I guess that's just like one thing that I started thinking about a lot in like the time frame. Yeah. I think if you start kind of if you start identifying with a group and then if you start feeling like you belong in a certain like demographic or population or organization whatever you develop start developing your identity. For example, when I was living in Korea, um, which is a relatively homogenous population setting, right? Um, I think I have like developing an identity or finding points of points of differences between me and other people was a little bit more difficult mm. um, it was also you, have, you also have to consider that this was when I was young and kids are all the same you know what I mean yeah. like, they're all the same they're just dumb <laughs> 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 
they're just dumb. they're just dumb and like happy. So I think I think after I st- after I moved to America, I, I was assigned a role like immediately, and like I was oh. an immigrant, right? And I didn't speak English, so and then I stood up right off the bat. So I think oh. there was a there was when I developed my identity, not developed, but kind like of assume, given yeah. an identity. Oh. And I think I recognized it almost immediately because I was uh, different. Wow. Yeah. So, That's so interesting. So just like your environment and like how different you are or mm. I guess how you kind of differentiate yourself from other people. Mm. Yeah. I think that's also super interesting because you said something about like trying to find something that would set you apart from other people. And I feel like when I was younger, I guess, or like even in high school, it was kind of like for me, an identity would be something that I could try to achieve. So like, if there were any points in my like academic career where I could nab some sort of title or like mm. an organization where I could like get mm. a title, then I would do that to like add that onto my identity. And I think I tried to do that a lot when I was like, in high school for some reason kind of like identifying with your like title or like yeah. achievements yeah so like I'd be that's like oh like that's yeah. the dancer or oh that's like student council member blah 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 yeah. like I like really tried to like find different titles that I could like grab and put into myself if that makes sense try harder learn no, no! try harder learn no, okay. I, no I feel that though I feel I that I was though. a try hard though and I think I still am but like I've chilled a bit I yeah. think but uh, that's I, I, like no no no, 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 no. I wasn't stuttering to to, to 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 disagree. I was just saying how like now I feel like uh, it's funny how try hard has such a negative connotation before, but I think it's definitely changed now. I think also culture. Yeah. Mm. Um, but no, I agree because like in that sense, it's like um, similar for me in like high school, college as well, middle school. Like it's always like parents pushing me to like get the title or get like this leadership position when in reality I like reflecting back I don't think I personally really care that much it was more so the pressures around me that made me feel like oh I got to get this title or I got to be the best at this um and like maybe that's because because even if you don't get it you still have an identity but maybe it's just identifying with the general crowd doesn't stand out Mm. and in, in our cultures like you want to stand out or like you want to have want to be identified as like that kid so like you like strive for that but i think there's like healthy and healthy benefits to it because like at least for me i remember when um like when music became a huge part of my identity like we have this thing called all region which is like basically like competition between like students um and it's like all region and then if you advance then you go to all area and then if you advance you go to all state and for for texas it was like super hard for like classical saxophone players and our region was the toughest which doesn't make sense right because you think that the bigger it goes the more competitive it is but for us it's like the smallest region was actually that was the hardest for us to get out of um and i remember i made all state in my sophomore year i didn't make it my junior year and my senior year is like the final make it or break it and I didn't make it by, like, one chair. Mm. And I remember I was absolutely, like, destroyed. Like, I've never cried, like, that hard in my life. And, like, there's also, like, the time that I felt, like, the most, like, 
worthless and like useless because I was like, damn, this is who I was. Like throughout all the high school, like I was the saxophone kid. Mm. So I'm like, and for me to not, to not be the best, that just means like I'm useless. So like, like I was kind of in like a state of like shock after I looked, I saw the results. I was like, there's no way my name is number three instead of number one or two. And I had to call my two professors, right? Cause like we're like, I got to tell them how I did. And they were all very supportive, of course. They're like, oh, yo, don't worry about it. Like, um, now looking back to, like, that whole process didn't support the creation of musicians, but rather just people who just copy and pasted what they knew the judges wanted to hear on an instrument. Um, but when I went home, like, at first I was so angry. I was, like, crying, like, and, like, punching the stairs and went to my room and, like, punched the pillow and, like, screaming into my pillow. And then my parents, I think they felt even worse about it because they saw how much it destroyed me um, and, like, how much pressure they put on me. And then, like, this is the first and the only time I've ever done this, actually. Like, I deadass, like, went to my parents and did a kowtow. Really? Like, like, knees on ground, forehead, boop. Like, what does that mean? Oh, just, like, kind of, like, saying, like, I'm sorry. Oh, really? Like, I was so fucking sad. Like... Mm. Like, yeah, I just, like, got on all fours and I, and basically just, like, said, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm su- such, like, a, like, a worthless, like, son. Like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't, like, live up to your expectations. And, I, and, like, that, I think they were just, like, no, like, why, like, get up. Like, why are you on the floor? And they're, like, no, stop crying. Like, it's totally fine. Like, you're not dead. Like, everything's fine. And then, but, you know, it, at, at that point, you only have so much in your world. Yeah. And, like, what constitutes that? So, um, well, there's a story that you wanted. But, yeah, like, acknowledging their identity. I don't even know that answer the question. But I guess I did know, like, what... You were? Yeah, what I was at that point. Or, like, what um, I held to be, like, who I was. Mm. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. He's good. (laughs) You never told this story. Oh, me? Uh Oh, I think mine was just, um... Oh, wait, just kidding, you did. Ooh, it's Nemo, Dory. Grabbing... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thoughts about changing the things that defines yourself just to please others. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I mean, that's not good. (laughs) That's not good. It's not true to yourself. Mm. Wait. Can you read the question again? Like, I just want to hear the nuance of it. Uh. Okay. The grammar is probably not the best. Um, but thoughts about changing the things that defines that define yourself just to please others. Okay. Yeah. So thoughts. My thoughts are no 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 no. Yeah. Or like I feel like. <laughs> what if mm? your identity? <laughs> sorry. What if? Mm-hmm. Sorry. But what if your core identity is being a people pleaser? Mm. Then I guess that's just a you problem. Dude. <laughs> no. That's a you problem. That's a you problem. Yeah. And it's like deeply rooted problem. No, Wait, but, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay, sorry. After you. Oh, no, no, no. No, I was just going to say, like, I feel like I've definitely met people in college who are like the ultimate people pleasers that mm-hmm. I've met. And yes, to an extent, I'm also a people pleaser because, I mean, you want to have everyone like you i guess oh yeah yeah yeah. but like not to an extent where like you put on this fake persona and you can like other people can see through it that Mm. you're being fake Mm -hmm. that's a no-no like i think i have like met a few people who like have portrayed themselves to be 
something that they're most absolutely not, like, mm. in terms of, like, I guess just going with the flow in terms of beliefs and, mm. like, presentation. It's just, like, it just, no, it's, I mean, it could get you far, I guess. It, it like, could, if you, if could. you follow the flow and, like, you're able to keep on that persona and make sure it doesn't deviate from, like, what society or people want from you, then that's, that's good, good for you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But... No, I don't like it. I or I mean, it's a personal thing. I just don't really like people like that. Mm. When you said that, it reminded me of the um, the psych class we took, Lewis. When it was like, like which stick is longer than this stick? And then it's like, if like it's like before the last person said, if everyone said the wrong answer, they'd just be like, uh, yeah, that one. Even though it's like clearly the wrong answer. Oh, Do you yeah. remember what just I'm talking to about? Yeah, just to conform. But um, I mean, I I think. Like, what I was going to say when we jinxed each other was, like, <laughs> why do people think people-pleasing is bad, though? Um, and this is just me trying to open the room, like, more food for thought, because, like, I don't think inherently being a people-pleaser is bad. I think it's when you compromise, like, certain things to do that, and, and that, and, like, that certain thing would be, like, your own belief. And if you don't have any, then you're just a doll, or, like, you're just, like, I don't know, like, a boy. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, what you would be, like, um... For all the anime nerds, I'm watching FMA Brother. I'm rewatching FMA Brotherhood, so you'd just be like homunculus or something. I don't know. Just like a artificially created like thing. I, that sounds really sad, actually. No. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, because in some way, I feel like first impressions is kind of this, though. Mm. Like, first impressions is always you trying, like, you're not necessarily your 100% self. I don't, I think it's very rare that people are 100% them when they first meet someone. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, oh, damn, what if I'm, like, way too weird? Or what if I'm way too, like, upfront or forward about, like, this or that? But um, as a whole, as long as you don't compromise certain things, like, you need to have a bare bottom line, and I think that'll be fine. I don't know. But I guess, I guess like, if you are people ple- if you are people pleaser, then, then, like, what are you pleasing other people for? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you have to sacrifice something that's so fundamental to you, like your core identity then then what are you getting like at, at the cost of your core identity you know at what, what cost ah <laughs> sorry that like reminded me have you guys watched anyone there's a netflix show called the partner track no the so, partner track mm-hmm. so it's about it's about running <laughs> no it's not partner track <laughs> it's it's you know arden show Oh shoot! Wait, that sounds really. Oh my god! She was like, in I'm... a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. Like, uh, Teen Wolf, but basically, she plays an Asian American lawyer at like a pretty big law firm. Um, but she just does like the worst things in order to get try to get like this partner level, um, title. Oh. Okay. And it would it like the show. I think. I mean, if you're listening to this and you watch it, we can talk about it. But I think it did a really good job of showing like. <laughs> I think you did a really good job of showing like how sometimes in I guess like just the way at least American society is structured you do have to people please to like get to a certain level and I think in places where like that is part of the system then I understand if you have to be a people pleaser but at the same time like why? 
Yeah. I think when I'm thinking about people pleaser, I'm thinking like maybe this is just like how they are usually portrayed in media. But I'm thinking of a person who's stabbing other people's back to get something that they, they want. want. Oh, yeah. That will advance their career or something that's like I don't know. Subjectively, um, IMO like more important like your friendship, like your important relationship with family, or like significant other sacrificing, or or like. Or your morals and your values to mm. get, I don't know, fame and power, yeah. money, um, and like, but I, I but I also understand like that just like an image. But when I'm think like if you are pleasing other people and sacrificing those things, mm. then I think it's just important that you understand that you are making a sacrifice and that you consciously and just like. I guess deliberately make that decision mm. to please other people. Then versus just like mindlessly conforming to yeah. what yeah. is what is kind of thrown on thrown at you. Yeah, I agree. Moving on to the next question, how different cultures intersect with identity? Sub question, supporting question, important importance of code switching slash linguistics when displaying your identity to different groups. Fun thing, I actually talked to talked about this um, to a friend that I recently that I recently met in prison crew. Prison? So, yeah, I think. Jones and Prism, by the way, yeah. if, you don't, if you don't know. Dude, number one K-pop number in one the nation. Group. They're going to Korea. All paid for? Because they Invited won. by Korea? Number Holy one. moly. Yeah, Dance you with Kepler? Holy <laughs> moly. Yeah, they did. Oh. They're pretty insane. Um, but I realized that, like, um, this is, like, not a bad thing at all. But I found it super interesting because I think the way I talk, let's say, like, at work, and then the way I talk with, like, prison members has changed. There isn't specific intonation that, like, a lot of the members use because they're friends and they see each other every day. And that's just, just kind of, like, the mannerisms that they talk in. But it is not the same way that I would speak to you guys or, like, my people at work. But how do they speak? I don't know how to describe it. But there are, there are like, they always say, yeah. 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 Sounds like, like yeah. Oh, yeah. Or something yeah. like that. So, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah. I realized I picked up on that by the end of the trip. So, it's crazy because I think for me, I pick up on other people's language really quickly, depending on how much time I spend with them. Um, but I think, I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> Joe and Nessus, you just wanted yeah. to. Just I just wanted, wanted to. Say to I just wanted to say that was part yeah. of prison. No, but I do think um, it is like it's good to be mindful of how you are speaking in different settings um, because mm. I think I've noticed that definitely a lot more recently than I was at school because at school I was pretty much the same person. Like mm. all the people I surrounded myself with were my friends, dance team. So everyone who knew me was a very like. Homo- homogenous Joan but now it's like Joan at home Joan at work at work I don't talk like this no no <laughs> like I don't talk like yeah it's just like I mean it's important to switch but I think it's also important to make sure you're not like forcing yourself to be 
or speak a certain way to fit in because i mean like if you if you're like part of a group you're still part of the group regardless of the way you talk mm. i think it's just like it's a little bit easier to let that side like slip and then be like yeah yeah <laughs> i want to yeah. start saying that now yeah yeah it's fun but uh, it's just it's okay but not there are very thin fine lines with certain situations where you should not be like make it rain yeah so I think I think it should be kind of taken as like I I am in my opinion almost as a fact that everyone behaves differently in different situations Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be speaking to your friends the same way you're speaking to your parents unless you're unless you're really close to your parents I don't know or at work, I, yeah. and that's why people say that they have work voice. I have work voice. What's your work voice like? Well, okay, like when I'm rooming a patient or like seeing a patient, be like, "Hi, is is, for example, this is Joan here?" And be like, "Joan, oh hi, Joan. My name's Louis. I'm here to uh, get some tests done for you today. <laughs> you can so come follow me." And then we then be like, "Okay, so you can take a seat right over there. Put your stuff over there. Take a seat right over there. So just, I'm just gonna adjust the table a little bit so it's comfortable for you." For ya. <laughs> no way. Ain't no way for you say ya. for ya. Or something like that. Wait, no. that's really funny. Oh my gosh. So, so, so what I'm saying is that everyone has, I think almost everyone has mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And even, so there's this thing called like front stage behavior versus backstage behavior. Damn, he's in sociology. Oh, he said sociology. <laughs> okay. As in like, as in like everyone behave differently when someone is watching, watching yeah. versus when you're al- when you think you're alone mm-hmm. and and i don't know that's really true for me mm-hmm. i'm weird as fuck when i'm alone dude, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like you wouldn't rip a biggest fart when someone else is watching <laughs> dude if someone rips a big fart you know you're like that yeah facts anyway what i'm what i'm saying is that it should be taken as something that's like that everyone does Mm-mm. but when it but you also need to acknowledge like why how it can be harmful yes. in certain situations um so for marginalized communities they have to in work settings especially to to look professional Speak. and to survive they need to adopt a white tone mm-hmm. yeah right they need yeah. to they need to um kind of uh they need to kind of like kind of discard their vernacular and like their like everyday vocabulary talk to business, to yeah. talk business, yeah. um, just for survival, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and that's code switching. They're code switching from home, like from your casual setting to your work setting, yeah. um, and and that that we should understand because they need to do that to to I don't know fit into this like to survive in this like unjust society. Um, but what's not uh, what's not like as as clear as like acceptable IMO is kind of like when you are when you are appropriating mm-hmm. someone else's culture yeah. um, or if you are kind of co-switching um, almost almost unnecessarily too much because mm-hmm. for other people or maybe to yourself too on, like subconsciously um, it creates a gap in your image mm-hmm. like who are you? You know what I mean? <laughs> who are you? Who are you? <laughs> like who? Like who are you? Like are you this person in this setting or that person in that setting? 
And I am, I, I do think like a person can have multiple masks, but if, if, it, if there are too many masks, then I'm like, you're just like, I don't know. Or, yeah, mark. or yeah. they're like two different. Confusing. Yeah. yeah. If, 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 the, if yeah. the gap is like huge, then I'm like, well, what's going on here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I like just understood what you said. Like, like, I think it makes sense. Because like, if, if like your friend is like that, then I'd be like, oh, shoot. Yeah, I feel like if that. it was were myself, though, I might not take as much notice. Yeah. But I wanted to add a quick comment because you said something about... Um, What's it? Like the... I forget. But basically what I wanted to say is, and I agree with this, if you're on TikTok, you'll see a lot of discourse about this as well. Um, it's a lot of the... A lot of people are mistaking Gen Z language. No, a lot of people are mistaking AAVE as like J Gen Z language. Because... A -A yeah, like Asian... Oh my God, not Asian. I mean, oh my God. African American <laughs> vernac... What is it? Vernacular? Vernacular. I forget what the E stands for. But it's basically just like the way like... They talk. They talk. like or Yeah, but it's a lot of people think it's like Gen Z because it's on TikTok and a lot of people think it's like, you know, even like words like slay oh is not gosh. from like white people. But oh, people no, of course think not. it's like common everyday usage. That's why I'm like definitely trying to be more careful in the type of consumption of media that I have and making sure that I am not using certain words incorrectly because I do not want to I do not feel comfortable using those terminologies but yeah. also yeah just think about it yeah because yeah. a lot of a lot of what becomes popular vernacular often comes from I think marginalized communities and just like someone with with a platform taking it and then using it like because they have a platform and then like it gets more disseminated and then people pick up on it and then but most of the time like the knowledge of where that came from is not what's also disseminated it's very like much take and go versus like oh that's a big goal <laughs> um, versus like understanding the significance of that term or like really like w where it makes sense to say that term I think the biggest one was like yeet I, and I think and I think it, like I saw in your story one time you're like someone asked me to say I didn't me. know how to explain it yeah, at all. <laughs> it was like I was talking to one of our old friends, um, dance friend, um, and she was like, yeah, one of her main biggest pet peeves was when people say yeet because it's at the most like nonsensical times to say it, and she was like. Yeah, people would be like, I'm a yeet that and then she was like, That doesn't make sense. And and I and I personally have no clue. Like I that's I don't say ye a lot or I basically never say ye, I think. It was never in my vocabulary, but I never understood why people or when it would be appropriate to say so, which is why I didn't say it. So when she said that, I was like, Oh my god, like I never knew that. Like cause I always heard people say like I'm a yeet and I'm like, Oh, that makes like if that's what it is, but then clearly that wasn't the case and like um, I think for me right now is like since I'm surrounded by a lot of like Korean friends um, in the beginning it was very easy to just be like like after a while like it got kind of like awkward for me because I'm like I'm not Korean and I haven't studied the language or like the nuances of the culture like that so who am I to like the, the biggest like the most I'll do now is if we're at a restaurant 
or or if I'm saying bye to someone, I'll just like bow. Mm. I just be like, oh yeah, because like that's the, like that's like a like an action, you know. I'm not really saying anything, uh, but at the same time, still like paying respect and like saying thank you to them, and like I'll say thank you in like English now, like no. Like, no, I, I don't think ill of anyone who's like, 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 thank you. Like when they say stuff like that in restaurants and stuff like that. But just for me, I'm like, ah, like, I think I had a f- phase and then I was like, yeah, I don't know if I like dig that, like after reflecting and like, yeah. And, and there's like the whole situation that we could go down the tunnel of like Korea booze and stuff like that. But like, I was just like, yeah. So it's just being more conscious, I think, of when and where you say things and like like kind of checking in with yourself be like oh am i saying that consciously or am i saying that just because spur of the moment in like this environment and i think it would be cool or something like that mm-hmm. um how does being oh i guess this only applies oh actually no it applies to both of you guys how does being international affect your experience in the states yeah tell us all about it Louis. wait what's going on International. <laughs> how, how being yeah. international affects your experience My in the States. Because yeah. I feel like your Lewis's experience is quite spectacular. Spectacular. I think it's like I think it's pretty unique. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Trade. Uh, sure. Ah, no. <laughs> Why? Hit my I've wanted to do it the whole time. Why? How is being international affecting my identity? Your experience in my the States, experience. yeah. I guess like your ident- how does your international identity, because I'm guessing that's where, I'm guessing the person who asked this is probably international. So, the world has changed, actually, at least for Koreans and Korean Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I moved here, um, Korean culture was not mainstream at all. Um, and I think being a Korean American or at the moment being Korean in America um, meant that I'm an outsider essentially like an outsider and that I don't get to like to get along I need to laugh at like like honestly not my type of jokes you know what I mean like what was was commonly funny for I guess like honestly white Americans um, because I, I was like in like a really white village too mm-hmm. in middle school um, but now now that K-pop and K-dramas and um, not only just Korean I guess Asian culture specifically East Asian culture has become like more accepted um, being from Korea or being born and raised in Korea and living in America um, doesn't feel as doesn't feel like I am living in a foreign country as like a foreigner. I, I do feel a little more integrated into the society, but that is, uh, and that is coming from a Korean, right? Mm. And I'm thinking of other, um, other uh, people from other countries um, whose culture is not as wide, like, is not as well known or appreciated um, in America. And for them, um, I am, it must be kind of similar to how it was for me like earlier mm-hmm. in my in my immigrant experience um, just just feeling like an outsider and having to and having to laugh at different things when you're out of home versus when you're with your family and things like that I thought I, I genuinely thought I was just like not a funny funny person like as a kid no 
I mean, just like, just because like we had, Lewis, you're hilarious. I had such different sense of humor from yeah, everyone yeah. else. Yeah. What about you, Miss International? Well, I'm international kid. But there's also a very fun concept that I wrote about like two years ago called Third Culture Kid, which I think you also might know about. Nora. Okay, Nora, that's fine. <laughs> so basically, if you're international, you have probably been exposed to this term of Third Culture Kid, where that just means that you have your culture of like your home country um, and the country you kind of like grew up in, and then also the international culture at the international school that you were with so it's kind of like three cultures combined so mine would be like america korea and then the korean international school where they like i don't want to say indoctrinated us but there is like certain types of like knowledge that only comes from being like part of an international school so like allison mom my friend the other host Allie. of this podcast also knows this term but basically it's like you grow because like, you don't go to if I went to a Korean school, then I would not be a third culture kid. But because I went to an international school in Korea, I, that makes me, like, a third, a third culture. culture kid. Um, and, I mean, I think it's kind of similar to, like, how a lot of international kids must feel when they come to college in the States, at least. Because prior to the Northwestern TNDs, where they true Northwestern dialogues, oh, yeah, yeah. I literally did not, like, think at all about, like, those kinds of... Anything. So, like, anything regarding, like, sexual assault, like, racism, identity. What are the other ones? Uh. Okay, I don't remember. I don't but remember. those are the ones that stood out yeah. to me because I did not realize that people in America went every day, like, thinking about these kinds of things. And, like, mm. I was just like, holy. Right. It's my first time listening to somebody talk about issues like that for, like, an, like two hours straight. And my mind was so blown. I didn't know what to do with all this information. So essentially, I, um, what did I do? I'm pretty sure I just, like, sat in my dorm and, like, thought for a really, really long time. Because, <laughs> like, I didn't know who else to talk to about this kind of stuff. Because, like, everybody's, I guess, like, every international kid's student is very different, depending on, like, how much time they spend, like, at home, like, in a different country and, like, at an international True. school. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely, like, it was a culture shock, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it was, I want to say it was really enlightening and that I enjoyed those discussions. Um, yeah, but literally if I didn't come to the States for college, like, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have, like, thought about thought (laughs) at all. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my experience. I'm not international. So, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not international. Born and raised in Texas. Yeehaw, boy. Um, but, yeah, hopefully whoever asked this question, you got some good insight from our fellow international kiddos. Um, okay. Well, this will be our last question. Um, what does being genuine mean in your different circles? Genuine. What does being genuine mean in your different circles? (laughs) You heard it from the man. (laughs) Being just for real. For real. For real. Um, I, I think for me, it's like, yes, like, being open to, uh, like, showing different sides of you to whoever you're, um, communicating with in these different, like, communities and circles, but I feel like it's, like, a progression, like, 
you're not, at least for me, I'm not super genuine or I'm not the most genuine I could be when I first meet someone. There's very odd cases where I am. Probably involves a little bit of alcohol. <laughs> um, if don't, if you're not 21, don't drink, kids. Um, um, but I think it, there's like a progression. Like even at work, like since starting work, like as Lewis said, I don't talk to my boss, my manager, the same way I talk to like you guys. I'm very like like not super outspoken I would say um I've learned to kind of like ask more questions and be more open but I don't think that's 100% me yet versus with some of my coworkers and my intern cohort that um I was with last summer like we'd be joking and like really saying some weird shit like at, at the lunch table um but yeah I think being genuine is a progression for me but it's just like showing like eventually showing more and more sides of you and different colors of who you are to the person that you're you're having this connection with yeah that just i don't know if this is gonna make sense at all but i just oh, thought yeah. of like <laughs> i just thought of like um let's say peeling simple. onions oh sorry hey that's also true oh. but like let's say i feel like every person could be like a prism so you know like that thing that you shine light into and then like prism, oh, I, thought prism about, crew. I thought you were talking about prism crew <laughs> no like a oh. literal prism wait, wait but you're in prism crew right <laughs> wait like prism crew that is like oh my god like the one that got first it's yeah. like got invited to korea they got invited to korea oh, they got invited to korea oh, i didn't know holy shit they're oh, so cool shit. Wow. wait aren't you aren't you in prison oh yeah, but my I'm god i'm not on that team <laughs> wait what you're not on the team oh, no, i'm not in the korea team <laughs> okay but, uh, besides that's the point but you know how like if you put like white light into the prism everything that comes out of it is like the rainbow spectrum yeah so that's the person like the light like there is a light no. and let's say the light is like life so life no. is shining through life, you. Life is white. And then, life. like you are all the different colors of that spectrum. Did you just say? Did you just say life is shining through you? Yeah, yeah. The life is the light, and the light is shining through you, which is the prism. So you are like the light. No wait. Wait. So you're, no, you're the medium as to what is what makes all of these different things possible. Yeah. yeah so like. Oh the, my the god, true, that was actually kind of deep. Right, right. Like the you're true, the, the true you is like the prism. And the things that people see is like that spectrum, but the true you is the prism and the light. <laughs> Yo, that's kind of deep. Holy yeah. shit. You said you just got like, zero brain cells. Just the execution of it was not the best, but that I hope you get it. Wait, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Viewers Thanks, in the comments, let us know if that makes any sense. <laughs> Wait, that was actually really deep. Oh Thank my you. God. That's my last thought of the day. <laughs> I mean, that was the last question, so you don't need any more thoughts <laughs> for the day. But, oh, what the fuck? Thanks, guys. You're the prism, and it's like... Like prism crew? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Wait. That was actually really good. I like that. Thank you. Because, like, yeah, that's true. Like, what people see are, are the things that come out. Yeah. And that's, like, coming from with, you. within you. Oh, wow. I wish I got that on my camera. I, mean, I, can, I can give you the tape. Yeah. I think that's the deepest I've ever thought. Wow, that was really, like, well thought out. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> Do you have anything yeah. to contribute? <laughs> so, the prison. <laughs> the prison, uh, 
Yeah. No. Um. I think. What was the question? <laughs> well, I think. What was the question? What does being genuine mean in your different circles? What does being genuine mean in my power circle? Or just like whichever circle you're part of, which is why I said it. It depends. Like, oh, it's yeah, like a yeah. process. Yeah. What does being genuine mean? So. I think that so there are some things that's hard to define but you can just feel. I think being genuine is one of them. Like you will um, you will feel maybe maybe it's harder to harder to see harder to know if other people are being genuine uh. or to interpret that, but you will know for yourself if you're being genuine mm. or not. Uh. Um, and I think that comes from understanding whether you're honest with yourself. Um, as in as in, are you speaking? Are you speaking what you're thinking? Are you being truthful as to what you value or what you want, or are you letting um, are you letting like external factors like intervene? Sometimes it's it's natural. Sometimes it naturally kind of gets incorporated incorporated into what you think and how you behave, and that's I think that's genuine. But sometimes. You don't hundred percent agree with every uh, the things that you are like consuming or yeah. holding on to, and and then you will feel it that you are being like being torn apart. Yeah, huh? that you're not being yeah. genuine, and that you're being dishonest to yourself. Um, and it doesn't always have to be be doing something wrong. Like being um, not being genuine can be like doing something that you hundred percent don't want to do or 100% don't agree with or feel right, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, so that can, be, that can be one form of, being, of not being genuine, but another form can be not doing something, like the lack of action uh, can be one of them, right? Yes. Um, yes. For example, um, for me, for me, I wish I was more genuine in a way that I took actions or I said some things when I should have. Yeah, it's like yeah. a regret, right? In- instead of like, I just like, just like I'm elaborating on what I mean uh, by the lack of action being not genuine. Um, like I wish if I was being genuine to myself, I would have done something. Like in certain situations, for example, like if I would have, I sh- should have and um, should have have. Uh, I should have have like spoken up or yeah. um, taken an action in face of like, Someone else is just injustice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so yeah, TLDR. If you're being if you're not being genuine, you'll feel it and that has to do with being honest with yourself. Yeah. So the prism Oh my god. <laughs> That's gonna be the caption. Yeah. Prism. Question mark. Question mark? Um yeah, that's all of our questions. Uh, thank you to everyone who submitted stuff. Um, that's a lot of good content, IMO. It's kind of a slow start, but... Oh, yeah, definitely a slow start. Dude, but my brain wasn't working until, like, 75. We hey, yeah. literally, we were on the come-up until the very last question. True, true! Yeah, so hopefully you guys learned some new stuff about identity, kind of our takes on... Um, what we think about our own identity and how that kind of like plays with other people and communities that we're in. Um, if you would like to interact with us, please feel free to hit us up on our socials. Uh, they already said theirs, but mine is Matt U underscore nine. 
or leave a comment when our full YouTube video for this episode is out. To stay updated on our latest episodes, check out our YouTube channel at For Real Podcast and our Spotify at For Real. Thank you, Joan and Lewis. And that concludes our first episode of season two. Yeah! yeah. Season two! Thank you.